What's up, y'all? About to talk to my girl, Anna B. She is an adventurer. I met her on her mini life travels journey. She's super cool. It's very fitting that where she's at right now, she was sitting on her porch. I can hear birds in the background. And it's such cool background distracting noise. I mean that in the best way possible. I just, it's so her style. And I think you're going to enjoy her style too. She's a nurse, or at least in the nursing program, she's going to be. And she's so much more. She's, she's just an adventurous, fun soul. And so please enjoy Anna B. Oh, yeah. This is the first remote episode I've ever tried. So the quality is pretty bad. Um, sorry to break it to you. Anna's got it figured out. I do not. I use the phone. She uses a computer. So thank you for learning with me. And just a heads up. I mean, it's tolerable, but you know, you've been warned. Anna B. Hello. Hey. Okay, we're Good. we are connected. Finally. Um, this is the first remote one I've done. I've done everything else face to face, but we're going remote because why don't you tell me where you are right now? I'm in Maui, baby. What? You're <laughs> living there. You've been there how you you're an island girl now. You've been there how long? Like two years? Um, yeah, it's been I think it's almost three years now since I've been here actually. Like doesn't feel like it, but yeah, time time definitely flies. Um, Good lord. Yeah, I haven't seen you that whole time. I know. Um well shoot, like I don't feel like I've actually like seen a lot of people. I feel like I've just like I've maybe traveled back to mainland like two, perhaps maybe three times. Actually, I went down to Mexico from from Maui, which was the most pain in the ass flight. Um, <laughs> I would not recommend going from Hawaii to Mexico. Um, definitely got to break it up with a mainland visit and stay stay there somewhere. But uh, yeah, no, I really haven't left this island, this rock very much. <laughs> I've been here. <laughs> Yeah, we so Mexico is so easy for us in Cali. I mean, it's, it's our neighbor. Um, but I, I wanted to talk to you, especially because of that that adventure spirit you have. You up and moved to Hawaii. When I met you, you had just come from Bend, Oregon. I know you're from Idaho originally. Yeah. You go down to Mexico to party. You're you're just so adventurous and dope. I wanted to you know, delve into that. So Thanks. that's all I know superficially. So is there anything, can you elaborate a little bit on why are you so adventurous and what has your journey been thus far? I'm honored. Um, I don't know. I was actually kind of having this conversation. Uh, I think it was last night. Yeah, it was last night with one of my colleagues, one of my friends who's in the nursing program with me here on Maui. And <clears throat> she was kind of curious of like, what I've been up to and, you know, how I ended up on Maui. And 
I mean, I'm from a small town in North Idaho. It's called Sandpoint, Idaho. And so I grew up in the mountains and the big trees. It's about 40 minutes from the Canadian border. So like up in the panhandle, it's gorgeous territory. It's beautiful. And, um, and you lived on Boyer Street. Yeah, I know. That's why, that's why like, man, like you got a little piece of my heart. Cause like Alex <laughs> Boyer, like I always... Like I say your name and like I I just like imagine like that big green street placard that just says like Boyer on the corner of my street. So Oh uh, man, you're you're so welcome. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's North Boyer. So you're actually in my phone as Alex North Alex N. Boyer. I don't know what your middle name is though, dude. <laughs> but I hope it starts with an N. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. Anyway, I interrupted your story. So oh, yeah. go, go on. You're having this conversation. I was, I was born on North Boyer up in Sandpoint, Idaho. And um, I was actually home birth. Um, and I have two sisters. They're older than me. But so growing up, you know, my sisters are 10 years older. So they were out of the house pretty quick. So we actually had a lot of foreign exchange students stay with us. Um, and mm. so like which was really cool exposure because being from like a teeny tiny little town with like really no cultural diversity having foreign exchange students come and stay at stay with us and you know so i had i had my you know from different parts of the world and so that really i i realized that like i could go do that too when i was of age so um yeah, so when I was 16 years old, I did a foreign exchange down in Brazil. Um, so I was in Brazil for over a year and lived down there and had a host family and learned Portuguese and went to Carnival and traveled around in Brazil. And um, I think that that was kind of like, uh, yeah, that was my first exposure to like traveling and moving around and knowing that like hey like I can do this like anyone can do this and at any time and so it felt really good just to kind of spread out a little bit and go experience different different um, ways of life um, so that was kind of I think that that's kind of been like my precursor for kind of my attitude of like oh I can be here I can I can try this out and I kind of experiences as different chapters of my life so there's that my there's my my childhood and um, traveling with my parents when I was when I was little and um, so there's that chapter. There's also Brazil. There's Bend, Oregon, which was awesome. I've probably had any possible job ever in Bend, Oregon. I had the most bizarre jobs. Um, <laughs> then Northern California and now Maui. So and it's been it's been fun you know, bopping around to Mexico or Japan in between. And, um, but yeah, just kind of making, making it happen. You know, you, you can do anything. So, uh, just committing to it and just jumping for it and be like, all right, I'm doing it. So better do it right. Yeah, that is so cool. You, you got a taste early on yeah. and it seems like that really shaped your perspective. A, a lot of people I feel, I don't know, you grow up, especially growing up in a small town, you feel like trapped, you know, like you don't have a lot of options. That's so cool. You were able to change that, not only perspective, but something I respect about you a lot is 
you always make it work. I don't know how you do it, but you always like, yeah, I'm just, I'm going to Hawaii. I'm like, what are you going to do? You're like, I'll, I figured out like I always do. And that's just so cool, man. That adventurous spirit is Anna B in a nutshell. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my mom and dad too, they're like, uh, we don't know. Like, like we don't know how, how like you always bring it together somehow. And so I always refer to it as PMA, man, <laughs> which is positive mental attitude. Like, just keeping the PMA. Um, and it's kind of fun, honestly. Like, oh my gosh. Like, when I came here, when I decided to move to Maui, it was actually, it's kind of ridiculous to tell you the truth. Um, my mom, my mom and all of her sisters, they were, they actually uh, said, they, they invited all of their daughters. So all of the cousins and all of, all of their daughters, they said, hey, we're all going to go meet up in Japan. If any of you guys want to come and meet up with us in Japan, um, you know, it's going to be like an, all of us sisters and then all of your cousins. So uh, it's kind of like an all girls trip, really. So my mom is meeting up with all of her sisters in Japan. I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm just going to move to Maui. I'm going to ship my truck over to, I'm going to ship my truck to Maui. And while my truck is on the, the boat, I'm going to go to Japan and I'm going to travel around in Japan. And then when I come back to Maui, I'll go and pick up my truck. And so like, I like flew, I shipped my truck from Oakland over to Maui. And then I flew to Maui, like touch base one day, hung on the beach. And then I went to Japan and traveled around. And like, that was kind of my, like, that was like my, like, my kick in the butt, like, all right, like, no, like, this is perfect. I'll drop the truck off and then I'll go to Maui and then I'll go to Japan. My mom's like, you're really basing your, like, decision to move to Hawaii, like, like, just out of the coincidence that me and my sisters are going to Japan. I'm like, yeah, no, that's my, that's, <laughs> that's how I'm going to make my decision of my next move in life. So. I, I love that. I love that. That, in, that impulsive nature. I, I have it in different degrees. Uh, you know, everyone does in varying degrees, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I wait in the sense that if I'm at a job I don't like, um, I just go, okay, I'm done. It's been six months. <laughs> There's so much out there. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I I just love that. Yeah, you're there. You had an. You seem to really be aware of jumping on opportunities, and I think that. What I forget, I'm going to butcher the quote. It's like opportunity is when luck meets preparation or something along those lines. And you seem to have mastered that. I love it. And I think more people, if they're driven to, should should follow suit in that way. Like just kind of jump off the cliff and make a parachute on the way down. And some people thrive on that. I think you and I thrive on that kind of uncertainty or... I don't know, just the, the drama of life and, and new experiences. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, life can be done in any way. And so, I mean, as long as the impulse is a healthy one, like you got to be coming from like, <laughs> you got to be coming from like a good, like a good foundation. I always used to refer to like, I don't know, building foundations is like my blueprint. I'm like, all right, like I got the blueprint down. I got the foundation. So as long as it's coming from like a healthy standpoint, um i say fuck jump like but um 
you know, and you have to do your research as well. Like you can't just like willy nilly. Um, but it does, it feels good. Like, and, and it, it, it's like, it's so, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, well, it's gratifying, but it's like, it's like the fact that you can make these changes and, you know, start back, not start back up, but just kind of like continue to build on yourself in different ways. Um, um, it is boosting and feels good confidence boosting and just like, you're like, Whoa, I can do these things or I can do anything or, you know, just <clears throat> probably partly why I feel like I'm a lifelong student schooler. So I'm like, Oh yeah, I can do that. Oh yeah. I want to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's badass. So you, so you think, I don't know. It, it just sounds uh, to me, like kind of that spirit and adventurousness kind of go in hand being what more can I learn? What more can I see? Who more can I meet? And, you know, a lot of people look at personal development and self growth and discovery as yoga, meditation, you know, you go to some ashram or, or Buddhist temple or something. But to me, you have kind of a different translation of it. Yeah. And it's just go out and meet life head first. And that'll kind of make you a better person. And as we were talking about before, give you the, the tools that you need to not only thrive on your own, but to help others and share this experience with everybody. Yeah, no, that's exactly it, Alex. Yeah, definitely meeting life head on. <laughs> Oh man, well, it sounds like I crushed it and we can just wrap this up now. Uh. <laughs> yeah. That's like it's god, it reminds me of like just signing off. My my dad is is one of my dad is my dad's awesome, but he whenever he like is at the end of like our conversation, he's he goes, "Well, I think that concludes this conversation. Uh, I don't know. Did you have anything else to, else to add? I go, no, I, I guess we're, I guess we're done talking. That's cool. No, I don't. Yeah. But, <laughs> what a dad. That's, I, I love that pragmatism and that logical nature. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, well, it's nice growing up with, with the man definitely, but he had all daughters. So it was a lot of like, he had a like he grew up with all of his brothers. Um he only had brothers and his dad is a World War II vet vet and flew planes and my dad played um rugby football. He was rated first in the nation and grew up with all of his brothers yeah. and so like then when he had all girls, you know, it was really like a shift to like all right like how like you know you have all girls are like this makes me feel this way or i feel <laughs> like you know it's just like a whole, whole different shift like you gotta like you gotta read i just think it's funny how <laughs> that sort of thing yeah so it's like man's man and then had to totally not i mean having a significant other as like a doodly dude is you know can be pressing in certain ways you have to really open up and be softer or whatever and then all three daughters too what a interesting dynamic yeah, he he opened he got real soft and opened up in his like i want to say his like 60s is when he got real real sweet and real sweet oh. cuddly barney barney bear i call him <laughs> barn but um he <laughs> 
Uh, but, you know, growing up, I think that it was, yeah, it was definitely a, a different transition because he was, you know, he was used to being a man's man and like being tough and being a workhorse. And but he t still tells me to this day, he's like, someone like we're all workhorses. I'm like, all right, dad, that's true. So thanks to him, I really have a strong work ethic instilled in my blood. So. Yeah, you definitely do. I've never come to think of it. Yeah, I've never seen you <clears throat> out of work or or really, more importantly, out of vision. Like you always have something you're working towards or working on. And I think that is so huge because especially during a fucking pandemic, if you don't have something to live for or some goal to achieve or to work on, man, God help you. You, you need something. You need something at all, whether it's get a fourth grade math book and fill it out, practice Spanish with some stupid app or read an article or watch a documentary or I don't know, that focus on goal oriented activities is to me immensely crucial in not floundering, not being depressed and oh, yeah. all the other side sidetracking aspects of life definitely and i mean even now more than ever we have we have a lot of opportunities where we can log in and do online workouts or do meditations or listen to um i don't know binaural beats at different hertz to get our brains thinking different ways on different different you know brain waves um there's just a lot there's 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 a lot that we have at our fingertips these days um um, I kind of lost my train of, train of thought there, but ultimately, like, it helps to have a plan um, and so a schedule as well. You know, making, giving yourself, like, okay, at seven a.m. I'm gonna do this, and but just to follow follow your follow your your schedule, kind of to keep yourself going in a certain direction, so that you can still like achieve those goals, like. I feel like I'm a lifelong student, man. Like I'm always studying. I'm always in, I'm always in class. And so I know that you're taking classes or, you know, you're studying to finish your personal trainer um, mm -hmm. and being an adult learner or an adult student. Like it is, it takes a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of focus. It does. I know as I, I it makes me think about when I was a kid and fuck how easy it would have been to learn a language or an instrument or, or a whole craft and being, you know, 30 in our young thirties, whatever. I mean, all the stupid relationships and drunk nights and moving situations and your car breaking down, like all that shit wears on you. Not to mention if you have kids and shit by now, like we all got pets and families, it, it really, it wears you down after a while and it makes it, it detracts from the focus of just what you were saying, those fields of improvement. So it is tough being an adult learner, but also without that, I really feel like I don't have much, right? If I'm not looking forward to something or, or have a target to aim at, if I don't run, if I don't fill out a planner saying exactly what I'm going to do the next day, I will not do it. I, I know me, I'm a horrible student. And I need to have the utmost structure and, and engagement and focus if I'm going to get anything done. And even then, I still only get about half of it done. <laughs> I know. And those, and those days of, like, 
it's like when I'm when I'm the most productive is is when I'm like, you know, obviously real on top of it. And like I'm probably waking up super early in the morning. Um and just I think that like just getting up that early in the morning, we've I think we've talked about this before that like you are just setting yourself up for like so much more like you know, just production for the whole day. Like you have you, you know, you're, you're following your steps, you're following your schedule, you're up early in the morning, like you already feel like you're winning at the day, because all the other losers are still like their head on their bed. Um, not losers, <laughs> but you know, like it, it does like it is kind of like a sneaky little like, ha, 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 like, I'm up and half the half everybody else around me right now is still passed out. But like, I'm up and I'm getting after it. And like, I think it took me until like, Honestly, it took me until like this year, well, 2020, to to really like to actually like um, discipline myself to wake up early in the morning. I've never been an early riser, but since since I started doing jujitsu, I wake up early and like and I just feel like I can achieve anything in like one day. Like I feel really accomplished at the end of those days that I wake up early to get my, get my goals done. Yeah, I couldn't agree more on days. If I wake up at six, I, by 9am, I've got a bunch of shit done. I've meditated, taken a cold shower, got my dog to the park, you know, checked email, made breakfast, all this stuff. And honestly, if I wake up at eight or nine, I feel like, ah, fuck it. I'll try again tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's so maybe it shouldn't be so cut and dry that's probably a little bit ridiculous yeah, that's okay and like and and be easy on yourself too you know like for all the losers that do sleep in super late like that's all good like we got to be easy on ourselves as well and like just uh you know it, it's we're so hard on ourselves for for you know those days that we do sleep in and kind of feel like a POS and so um just it's just important just to be easy on ourselves too. Um hey, I actually want to ask what are you using for your meditations? Are you listening to something or is it guided? What are you doing for it? Oh, that's funny. I use the app you recommended. It's called Insight oh, Timer, yeah, yeah, right? That's awesome. I, I really like that one. They have guided stuff, but I just choose I choose a super gentle yeah. bell. And then I just set a starting bell with a 20 second warm up for me to, you know, get my legs under me and, and back up onto something. So my back mm-hmm. straight. So I just lean against the bed with my legs Indian style. I don't know. Is that Butterfly. like <laughs> racist now or something? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but it's actually, it's helped my flexibility in my hips quite a bit. At first it was really uncomfortable and I would have to do it with my legs yeah. straight out. But no, to, to, to not fuck around like I have been, um, no, I just set it for 20 minutes and I have a starting bell and an ending bell. And it, it always takes five minutes approximately for, for any progress to happen. That's when my mind kind of neutralizes all that monkey chatter starts to subside and I can actually focus on my breath after uh-huh. five minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. 20 minutes is my jam, at least right now. I'd like to get some more, but... I kind of look at it like running a marathon. Like right now I could run a half marathon and if I, I don't know, I don't really want to run a whole marathon. I don't really care. And so same with meditation. 
I don't need to do right. it for an hour. 20 minutes, 20 minutes in the morning when it's super quiet out, my brain's waking up. That's totally enough for me. And I've, I've seen dividends in the last, you know, year, year or two of, of probably a year where I've been disciplined about it, but it's definitely still not every day. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's great. Like I, um, trying to, you know, just really constitute the same, same flow for each morning. Um, but well, shoot, like I wake up at 430 to go to jujitsu. So there's no way that I'm waking up even earlier to like roll out of bed so I can sit there and meditate. But so I haven't really been getting my getting in those meditations early in the morning. Um, But like starting small, like five minutes, even like that's so beneficial. And uh, oh, dude, I started at two. I mean, for the first couple for the first couple weeks, it was can you do this every day for two minutes? And then after like a week or a week and a half, went to five, then to ten, then yeah. to fifteen. And after like a year, I'm at twenty minutes. Oh, that's so you know? good. That's awesome. Yeah, that's Thanks. really good. Um do you use it for like restlessness if you're trying to fall asleep as well? Or do you have issues with sleeping ever or you know, I really do. I have terrible sleep patterns where um, it, it's kind of a yo-yo process where some it, it goes in spans of weeks for for like two weeks, maybe a month. I will sleep amazing. I'll go to bed at 11 and wake up at six and it's all gravy and I feel yes. good all the time. And then it, it'll completely snowball, usually related to stress or big changes like moving or jobs or relationships. And then I'm so anxious, I can't sleep, or I fall asleep too early and wake up in the middle of the night and then can't sleep again and then go to bed in the morning and then I'm sleeping until 11 and it gets all out of whack. So, um, no, I haven't used meditation for that or any kind of practice really other than getting stoned or drinking beers. Which don't <laughs> help. Maybe like smoking some herb might, might assist and like just chilling out a little bit and passing out but alcohol like even like you know the quote-unquote nightcap like that you you cannot like get into your REM um when oh it exacerbates all the problems for sure um so recently as of recently what I've been doing to knock out um I well one I obviously make sure that I don't have screens on like screens you know tv cell phone whatever it is like I plug my phone in I turn the bluetooth off sometimes I put it in airplane mode because like I'm like I don't even want like I don't even want the like I don't know the signals to be like interfering with my the possibility of me sleeping but (laughs) like nope there's something definitely going on there i know i can't see it i can't feel it but i'm sure that something's happening um so um oopsies let's see here i have my computer on um but yeah so no screen time and then i'll lay in bed and i actually stopped using pillows even like i just have my head flat down yes and i put my pillow on that doesn't no, like it feels good or maybe my bed is like so cushy that like like maybe like maybe my body is just kind of like down in a little divot and so my head's already propped up even without a pillow so i don't know i really just i don't need a pillow 
Um, and I just put the pillow on top of my head and like, I kind of like the weight on my head. Um, <laughs> like my, but like my mouth is it's clear. Like it's just, it's just like from like the bridge of my nose up <laughs> and like I pass out with my pillow on top of my head. And if I'm having a hard time sleeping or falling asleep, I just count my inhales. So like, I'll even practice box breathing. Have you, have you tried box breathing before? I'm not so familiar like, with imagine, that. Imagine a square. And so for each each um, line of the box, so for you, it's a count of four. So you inhale for four seconds and then you come down the side of this box and then you hold it for four seconds and then you exhale for four seconds and then you hold it and then you inhale for four seconds and then you hold it for four seconds and then you, and you just do the whole cycle. So like... Um, so I'll just, I'll like, just count to four when I'm inhaling to four and hold for four and exhale for four and hold for four and inhale for four and hold for four. And I'll like kind of count it out as I'm trying to pass out. And then next thing you know, like I have maybe made it around the box like three and a half times and I'm, I'm knocked out right away. Wow. Um, but I would recommend trying it out. I don't know. Let me know tonight if you can try it. Yeah, you could even totally. You yeah, could even Google box breathing if if you need a like just quick little visual. You know, it's uh, it's pretty simple and it's really helpful. For for. That's cool. I'm I'm all about it. I'm just I'm so I don't know. I'm so disciplined in some ways and so undisciplined in yeah. others. When, when it comes to sleeping like that, I don't know. I just end up not doing that shit. I don't know what my problem is. But it, it made me think, oh, shit. It made me think of how I was going to lose my train of thought. Um, <laughs> I hate when Damn it. Happens. Anyway. I know. It happens so often. I think it's because I'm old. But, oh, yeah, that's what it was. When, when you were talking about... Um, <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> what an idiot. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Being being like in tune with your body and the processes. I feel like when I was a kid, right, ten years ago, I was twenty two, and nothing really a- affected me. I was just like a a dumpster. You could throw anything in, and I don't know if it's because I was young, but I feel like. I could just eat a cheeseburger and smoke a bunch of weed and go for a 10 mile run and then drink a bunch and, and wake up early and be totally fine and go to work and all that stuff. And I feel like the more you more in tune you get with your body and the more disciplined you are kind of not the weaker you get, you probably have a stronger mind and body, but your constitution, like if, if a vegan eats a hamburger, they're like, Oh my God, I don't know what's happening. I can feel it in my shoulders. <laughs> You know, as as someone who just fucking kind of eats or does whatever, it was almost a little little easier. I could just do anything, and I was so out of tune with my body that I could do anything. I could eat a double cheeseburger and then do some coke and then go for a run, and I didn't notice any differences. But when you're when you're super in tune and fit or or mentally yeah. cognizant, it seems like to me almost sometimes. Of course, it's not a detriment. You're going to live longer. You're going to be happier. You're going to be nicer. You're going. It's just better all around. But it seems like I don't know. It's a pain in the ass if I 
if I'm on a strict diet and then I eat some some ice cream and then feel like shit, that sucks. I kind of want to. I know, like, like when I'm when I'm on my grind and I'm doing really well, like I, oh man, I feel so good, and then like I kind of like might go on like a food bender for like two three days. I'm like fuck. I instantly feel like a plug. Like, <laughs> like it's just, but it's it's but when I'm on it, like, that's just my body. Like my, it's like my fighting weight, you know, I'm like, Oh, this is, I'm back to my fighting weight. Like uh-huh. this, this feels good. I'm mean, I'm lean. I'm, I'm like a little machine. Like, and then when you kind of fuck it up a little bit and sure it's fun, but yeah, you just go right back to feeling kind of pluggy. So, um, keeping on that routine. And, and I guess that kind of like goes into, like, I mean, everyone wants to be the lean, the lean, mean fighting machine. Um, it feels good, you know, it feels that's when we're that's when we're in our prime. Um, and so when we're out of that, it's like, all right, well, what are my what are my tools that I use to get back to what are my tools that I that I use in, in my life? Like, what do I have in my in my belt that's nice and sharp that I can apply to my life right now? Um, and a lot of that is going back to just kind of like our basics of like sleeping patterns, exercise patterns and diet patterns. It's really basic what we have to do to get back to our healthy, um, state of mind and, and like, and and physically. So, you know, I, I, I try to ask myself like, what are my tools and what is it, what is it that I use to, to help myself get back to, um, to feeling good so um yeah operating at your optimum performance level i i like that we talked about this notion of tools a lot and i personally got it from um stephen covey who has since passed but wrote these seven habits of highly effective people and it honestly it sounds kind of cornball right like how to make friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. I mean, these are really, these notions have been around forever. And I, the, one of the things I took away from the seven habits of highly effective people was that notion of don't, don't rush into anything. Don't go to battle with a blunt sword. Take your time to whatever it may be. I use the example of um, language and instruments and, and personal prowess and all that uh, physicality as tools. But, it can really be anything the way yeah. you deal with people, your, the relationships in your life. So really getting your tool belt fully equipped to go yeah. tackle anything is huge. And I love, we super yeah, relate on that. That's notion. definitely true. Yeah. Like when, <clears throat> when the mind is weak, like when you're down at the bottom, I mean, I used to refer to life as like a roller coaster, you know, you're up, you're down, you're up, you're down. And when you're up, you're stoked. You're like, wee, having a good time. You're not even thinking about the down. Um, and then when you're down, you're like, fuck, yeah. I'm down here right now, man. Like, I hope that I'm going up soon. I hope that I'm going to be on my up. And then, like, sure enough, you start, like, working your way back up. And then you don't even notice that you're at the top until you're, like, back down again. So it's, it's learning how <laughs> yeah. to, like, stay content, you know, like, in that in the moment. And, um. And I think that it's all, 
it's all emotion. It's all ego. It's all, it's all our mind and our minds are so strong. There's the, and, um, and, uh, interfering and what's the word when someone like, uh, puts an impression on you. I don't know. Our emotions really lead us into danger and good times. Like it's, it's a lot of both. So just having the strong, strong mm -hmm. mindset. And I think that's, that's definitely something that I have in my tool belt where I try to sharpen it and I try to keep it, <clears throat> um, you know, keep it, keep it healthy. You know, like my mind is my tool um, as well as, I also look at like, I also look at like sleep as a tool. It's like, well, that's also a tool in my life. Like, how is it right now? Is it sharp? Is it good? Is it clean? Is it, is it cutting? But like, sometimes it's, it's not and it's dull and it's dragging me down even more. Um, exercise is a huge tool as well. So it's like when you are down, like, and you need to, and you need to pull out the, the exercise card or the exercise tool to stick with that same kind of metaphor. Um, how is like, you're down, but you're like, okay, the last thing I want to do is like, go get out and go exercise. Like what's another day? Like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. What's another day. But it's, it's again, going back to the mm -hmm. mind being strong enough to, to say, nope, this is what you need. This is what you're going to do. Um, and you just have to start somewhere. So, um, <laughs> I like that sentiment. No, you're sorry, good. sorry to cut you off. Um, it just, it made me think basically whatever for me, especially, but everyone in general, as far as I can tell, whatever I want, I know I shouldn't have. And whatever I don't want, I know I should do. So to your, yeah. <laughs> to your sentiment, if I am super craving a donut, I know that's yeah. the last fucking thing I need. And if all I'm trying to do is on my day off, I know I have to, you know, go to the gym that day and it's going to be a tough leg day or whatever. I go, oh, well, I got to do laundry and I got to go to the bank and I got to walk the dog. And, oh, what do you know? It's too late to go to the gym. I do everything else. And it doesn't mean I'm not being super productive. But basically what I want to let everyone know is whatever you think you want, stay away from because instant gratification is the devil that's that we'll that's that dangerous impulse and sorry and that's that's the dangerous impulse that i'm like ah fuck sometimes i am impulsive and that's the dangerous impulse um continue it, it really is yeah and then just to conversely whatever you're fucking avoiding and running from every day if you have to sit down and do your taxes if you have to you know, do something with your kid or you have to go to the DMV or whatever. I am the king of making all other justifications. Be like, well, I didn't go to the DMV today because I took my dog out. I meditated at 6 a.m. I went to the gym. I did. I studied for three hours. It's like, yeah, but what's the one to do thing you had that you totally ran away from and justified by being productive in other areas? Uh, that's where that's where we need to really implement Miyagi's, Mr. Miyagi's balance of life. <laughs> You've been watching Cobra Kai. Uh, trying not to right before bed. <laughs> no, it's it's tough. It's like a, it's weird. It's like a drug. Like, you know, I should have no screens, but then yeah. they're good writers. And not to mention the people are super good looking and 
it's exciting (laughs) of course and there's good life mottos but yeah i think i don't know like i'm i'm really into i really like um like metaphors for life and uh, i think that they i don't know like they really help me just like i really like all the the self-help books and different metaphors uh that i can apply to life and um um they're beneficial like there's one i wanted to share with you actually um it's about it's it's from the dalai lama and it's um there's a like a bucket and a well and like let's say that like the person is inside the bucket and like the well can be like life and the bucket is bound um by a rope And like, let's say the rope is like the difficult emotions that constrain us, the people or the person. Um, But it's only, it's only like Mm -hmm. us that, that can move the the bucket up and down because we're the operator. And in this sense, it's, it's the mind that's the operator. Um, So like, I don't know, like the the bucket can kind of be like anywhere in the well, it can be at the top, which is going to be like nice and empty and light where it takes almost nothing to take that bucket back down to the bottom of the well. But when you're at the top, that's when you're like content. That's when like the mind is content. That's when you're, that's when we're doing well in the well, <laughs> but we're doing, we're doing, we're doing great when we're, when we're at the top. Um, but it takes more of an effort to come up than it does to go down. So when we drop down, like we don't really notice that we're, that we're down or at the bottom until we're like, we're like, oh, fuck, here I am again. I'm at the bottom of the well. Like, all right. Like, but at least you recognize that you're down at the bottom. And now like the bucket at the bottom of the well is heavy. It's drenched in water and it's tough to pull up. But it's these emotions that are bound to the bucket. It's the rope that's going to pull us up. Um, so instead of like grasping or pushing away or being lost in delusion and not paying attention at the bottom of, of the, of the well. Um, We need to like, no longer like push away to being lost, but just see that we are at the bottom and then try to work our way back up. Um, Because our minds can save us. I believe, I mean, our minds, our minds can bring us back up again. And, and that's also like, okay, well, what tools do you have? Like, how are you going to apply your tools right now? How are you going to get back up? Um, and so it's, it's important mm-hmm. that we have those tools and, and, and that we can acknowledge when we are down, when we're down and then know what to do when we're at, when we're at our low points so that we can apply those, apply those tools and get back up again. And hopefully the time that we spend down at the bottom of the well, like it's less and it's less and it's less. Instead of it being so like up and down like a roller coaster, I don't want to go up and down anymore. I want to like, I want to even it out a little bit. So uh, that's, I don't know. Th- those are those are my goals to try to like really elongate that amount of time that I have at the top of the well, and to see how long I can kind of stay up there, nice and light and content. Um, but you know, we do go down, and that's fine. Like we just got to catch ourselves when we're when we're heading down or when we are at the bottom. And to be easy on ourselves when we're at the bottom, because it does take a lot to come back up again. So, you know, don't 
don't be too hard on ourselves. Um, and I think that that's why I like these analogies and these metaphors for life is because it's like, it helps me like understand kind of like the ebbs and flows. And it's not just black and white. It's not positive or negative. It's, it's, it's everything. And it, and it takes a lot to, um, it takes a lot to kind of understand all of that and, and be okay with all of it. Like when I am down, I'm like, I'm like, damn, I'm down right now. But like being sad and being mad or being whatever, whatever like characteristic or personality, it's still a part of me. And so I kind of try to sit with it for a little while. I'll be like, all right, like, what's up, sad Anna? Like, haven't seen you. I haven't seen you in a little while. Like, how you doing? Be like, oh, I'm sad. So it's like, it's still another part of me <laughs> that like, like my tools will always be at my side, you know? And so it's like, Sad Anna's gonna use the tool. Happy Anna's gonna use the tools. Like, it's like the tools are always there, but it's just a different like personality trait that might be using them. And it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be mad. It's all of these things are okay. Even depressed, you know, like it's not enjoyable, but we go there. We all go there. Um, so welcome that that angry person or welcome that sad person like sit with him for a little while and like say what up you know like we don't we, we we're told to like we're conditioned to like push away these um you know i'd be like it's not okay to be sad or it's not okay to be mad um because it's like associated with being negative but actually like it's important to like get to know these sides of your persona because they're gonna come in life and so how are you how how's sad alex gonna handle something like do you know sad alex well enough to you know to do you know what i mean by that alex absolutely yeah i so many things during that um i mean your mind can really make or break you depending on the perspective and yeah, talking to that, whether you're happy or sad, I this notion of talking to myself as if I'm not me has been really big in my mind in the last year. Like this, like a depressed dude, right? Being myself or a guy who drinks too much or a guy who fill in the blank, person. you know, disappointment comes up. Yeah, just this person is just not happy. And I don't know if the goal is even to be happy all the time. We learn so much from being down in that well. If you can, the worst thing is to be down there and then come back up and have nothing. If you can come back up with with a, a keepsake, a mentality, a, a perspective shift, anything. I mean, that's what those are for. Depression is an evolutionary advantage to show you where you're lacking, where you need to improve and sharpen those tools. Um, but the the knowing sad alex or happy alex or who whoever it may be yeah, looking at that person yeah. like hey what's up buddy like what what's going on with you not god exactly. you're so weak what the fuck is your problem that, it's like if you talk to a kid like that they're gonna develop some serious eating disorders and like have fucked up relationships with people yeah. they'll be like hey what's up man where are you coming from and and just be a helpful friend to yourself. Be like, hey, I get it. You know what? Quite honestly, you could have done that better or you could have tried harder. You're still a good person and you got a lot ahead of yeah. you. So let's let's get after it. You know, you can take tonight and cry in the shower or whatever, <laughs> you know, yeah. drink too much or whatever, whatever you want to do. But 
I have to get back to it. So just know that and and let's set some yeah. I mean, something to aim for. Like coming back out of it, you know, as you were saying, like what you're coming out of it with, and I think that it's awareness. Like there is no like awareness is not is not a thing, you know. But but we can label it. It's not of words, but it's it's a feeling, you know. Awareness is, and so whether it is sad or happy, Alex, it's, it's really, it's your awareness in that moment. Um, and, and love, like it doesn't, I don't know. Like, I think that, I think coming out of it with loving awareness is just the goal, you know, coming like at the top of the roller coaster or at the top of the well, whichever analogy, um, Whichever analogy one likes more, um, but it's just awareness and loving awareness and being that loving awareness for yourself and for other people. Um, and I think that that's, I don't know, that's a huge chapter in my life right now. And, you know, and like I like to refer to, you know, I'm like next chapter, but like that is, that is my current chapter right now is just practicing that loving awareness for myself and, um, and for other people. Um. So I, I like that notion a lot and you brought it up mm -hmm. before our talk in, in relation to Ram Dass who yes. recently passed. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, it makes me curious. So how, how do you define it and how do you apply it? Because I, I get in conflict with myself regarding relationships. It's easy. Almost everyone has something cool about them or something charming or quirky or sexy or whatever it is. You, you can, it's in our biology to find attractiveness in other people and to conglomerate in groups and partners and whatever else. So how does that loving kindness come to fruition in your life, whether it's friends or family or, or boyfriends or whatever it may be? Oh, gosh. Alex, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. I mean, how does – so how do we apply that loving awareness to, to life and to other relationships and to – I mean – is that what you're asking? Like, pretty much. How do you balance that without being naive and taking advantage of? Right? Talking about being um, like negative versus or, or cynical versus realistic, and so I'm wondering about the balance between being that loving, understanding, awareness versus just thinking everyone is worth oh, time, I mean, essentially. You no, know, time is money to not be wasted. Um, I mean, I mean, ultimately, like telling myself that. I mean, this is from Ramdas, but he says, "I am, I am loving awareness," and then he says it again, going like, "I am loving awareness," and then he goes, "I am loving awareness." Um, I mean shoot like at no point does anybody want to be taken advantage of because they are like so, like hey peace love love all it's all good man like i don't think that that's what i mean um in being being soft or or 
you know, loving all or if, if I feel like that's kind of what you were getting at a little bit, like when do you like thicken your skin or put your guard up or um, like not get taken advantage of? Like, I mean, okay. So exactly. just don't be a pussy, like love all, but just don't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, a good bumper sticker I mean, right there. Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, you don't wish anyone harm, but like, just because you're like, I'm gonna be like loving awareness. Like, I'm not going around and be like, I love you and I love you, and like, like driving my truck down the road and be like, I don't know who you are driving by, but I love you too. I mean, we all need right. we all need more love. Like, we all like we don't need to be total. Like, we don't need to, like, just love on one another. I mean, i.e. COVID, we can't really just do that with strange. But, um, but I mean, it's yeah. just a good practice. Like, you know, like, to not freak out and to not, like, it, like, to not react, to not, like, take a break, just, like, take a breath, slow down, like, just wait, like, don't react to something, just take a deep breath and I don't know, just, just wait. I don't, I don't really, I mean, I'm by all means, I'm definitely not a little like a uh, little like pushover. I'm like, I'm going to love you and you and you, but I really like the notion of loving awareness because it doesn't mean that like it's love and awareness. It's like, I'm loving, I'm loving being aware. I, I love being aware. And then I am, I don't know. I feel like I'm going in the same circle of like, I love awareness, but it is this like really beautiful, like it is this beautiful sentence that you can say over and over again. And it has like multiple different meanings to it. Um, um, but don't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. I yeah. I, I shan't be. No, I like I like that sentiment a lot. The awareness part, because when when we were talking earlier about uh, perceptions of things and and how much your mind can can make or or destroy you, like have you ever been in a in a thought experiment or a situation where someone says, "Look at that guy. He's a pedophile. He did this. He did that," and then it. I don't know. It's a, it kind of a test or an exercise. And they go, actually, he's not. He builds houses in Africa for pygmy, you know, nations or whatever. Like, he's actually a great person. But based on what we said, you looked at that person and thought yeah. like, evil. You know, you really your your whole energy and your whole perspective changed based on false information which was your only information so of course you're not to blame but um it just made me really think how much where you're standing shapes what you're seeing and i i like i like where where your head's at absolutely that that awareness is such a privilege and so so fun i know you know well, how cool is life assholes, like just making assumptions and making judgment and um uh, I mean, yeah, I mean can be well, that we way. can't. I mean, like if someone, if someone well, I mean, if someone tells <laughs> you kidding. that, like, hey, this guy's a pedophile, and then you like instantly judge him, or you know, like we're just jumping on the band bandwagon of what people tell us, and so I think that, like, like you know, there's the four pillars of life, whatever it's called, I don't remember, and it's like 
don't make any assumptions. Don't take things so personally. Uh, be impeccable with your word and always do your best. Um, I think that those are pretty, those are pretty strong um, because it's easy to, it's easy to make judgment and make assumptions and, you know, you know, like from your example and um, yeah, it's good to implement the, the loving awareness back to that. <laughs> and it's, it's so tough because, you know, they say don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. What the fuck ever, dude. You, if you show me some brown old looking book with no pictures or no title and then some cool modern graphic design cover on a book, I, I don't know. I mean, I might flip through them a little first, but clearly one's got my attention more. I mean, look at, I work in beer, wine, and spirits and tell me that local companies aren't just jumping on bandwagons to stand out with their name, yeah. with their logo. I mean, they're copying the Simpsons and Randy Savage and the Matrix, and they're just trying to stand out with all this stuff. And the label really does sell it. You so love it's the tough. label it's so much that like they decorated your room, right? I remember seeing, seeing all those. <laughs> I mean, those cans are pretty cool to <laughs> just to say, like those cans. Yeah, they make really cool cans. Sorry, I kind of was thinking about all the radical beer cans that they have out there but i would buy that shit too and be like fuck yeah is that et on a beer can i'm taking that home take oh yeah the nostalgia too is is crazy like they'll they'll if they made like a a home alone beer to you and me that would yell that'd scream volumes and to some 12 they don't give shit beer home and i'm alone (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> take home home alone oh, one two and three hell yeah i think they're up to seven now count me in the sixer. <laughs> oh man well hey we that flew the hell by we're at 56 minutes and i think we only got a couple left um so to to wrap up do you have any any sentiments you'd like to end with any parting words i'm sure you and i will talk again soon but as far as the platform goes i don't know i mean i just go back to thinking of my struggles and what i have you know like going off impulse and making my moves and things that I've done in my life and um, and I've done a lot and I'm still a student. Like we didn't even talk about like, I'm in the nursing program over here, man. Like, like feeling like, and just how I kind of got into that and how, how I knew that that was the career choice choice for me, the move. Um, I actually listened to your first podcast with Brent. Wait, Brent. Yeah. And um, you know how he got into firefighting is kind of similar um notion of or it was similar i jumped on the same the similar gun i was like yeah i'm gonna this is this is my calling um but yeah just just knowing that like impulses need to come from a healthy from a healthy foundation and um it's super gratifying to 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 jump on those and um just practicing in life making sure that i have my tools nice and sharp and that's usually my diet, sleep and exercise and, um, you know, and also meditation and waking up early and, and my jujitsu and, 
things that I have in my life that make my, my hobbies and my practices that make my life, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out at the top of the well, like I'm staying content. I'm trying to keep my mind, my mind strong and my mind sharp. And so having the right tools and um, the right hobbies around me and making the right decisions just keeps me on the, on the longer plateaus of enjoying life and not dipping down into that big, heavy, deep well, trying to bring my bucket back up. So I'm really just trying to spend more time and creating longer, longer, longer lines and longer like plateaus of, of healthy, happy, content, strong mind uh, time. And so this is perhaps the longest chapter I'd say of my life, but um, it's been a really good one. So, um, yeah, I just, if you haven't implemented your tools or if you know what those are, it's helpful to, it's helpful to know what tools those are. And so you can pull them out and say, what up, sad Anna? Or like, what up, sad Alex? Like, let's fix you up. So, yeah. That's awesome. That I love it. And I got exactly what I expected to get out of talking to you. It's always great talking to you um, on the phone, on a podcast, whatever. I'm so glad you're doing well. And next time, let's make a note. I would love to get into yeah. your career, how you decided on it. And, and yeah, hopefully we can do this do again that. real I'm soon. Sure that it's, it's crazy to like talk for like almost a whole hour about nearly nothing but talk about so, so, and I know you're a super interesting guy and you know we always have good conversations so yeah I'm down I'd be happy to I'd be happy to chat again I'd love that oh thanks son all right awesome yeah we'll be in touch all right, all right. Bye, enjoy Alex. the rest of your day bye north boy bye